Assalamu alaikum, guys. Welcome to the third in our series of SJ Running's podcast. Um, Assalamu alaikum, Arif. I'm really delighted, Arif. I'm really excited about this one. Alaikum salam, Ali. Yeah, um, I think uh, it's about time people st- stop hearing our voices and we and we bring in someone new. Exactly. So, so we we have a very very special guest with us today. Um, his name is his name is Muhammad Jafar, but he has kindly asked us to refer to him as Jaff. So, Jaff, salam alaikum. Alaikum salam, boys. Uh, good to uh, thank you for inviting me. No, no, thank you for being the first ever guest on our podcast and hopefully the the first of of many many to come we're absolutely delighted that that you could take the time out um to to join us how's your how's your weekend been the bank holiday weekend it's been good actually yes it's been good although i've been in lockdown because um someone in the family tested positive last week so we're we're absolutely fine but 10 days of isolation so um tonight i'll be going out for a run it'll be my first run in over a week week and a half which I think by your standards is probably a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing circuits in the back garden. It's been uh, difficult. Circuits in the back garden with Strava on? With Strava on, yeah. <laughs> okay, I look not, forward. If it's not on Strava, it didn't happen, right? <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Um, no, we're absolutely delighted to, to, to have you here. And, and we'll, we'll come, on to, come on to your story um, just in a bit, really. So, um, Arif, who's, who's introducing the topic for tonight? Is it me or is it you? Um, I think we can do it in joint. Um, so I'll give a bit, little bit of an intro. So th- today's topic is going to be beneficial to me because um, I'm someone that doesn't really step out of his comfort zone, um, even when he's running. Um, I like to keep it maybe slower than normal or slower than what I'm capable of. So I think I'm going to learn a, a little bit today and hopefully I'll be able to put it to practice. So I've given a little bit of a hint there, Lee. Um, I'll let you actually do the formalities. Brilliant. So I'll, I'll, I'll introduce the topic for tonight. So th- this is a question that we get asked at SJ Running, or we've been asked this question from many, many people over the last six or seven months. It's probably the most, the, the most frequently asked question that we have, which, which is someone will, someone will drop us a message and will say, look, I'm going to run in, um, you know, 5k is very synonymous with running probably because of park run and everyone tries to hit a 5k pb and and they say to they say to us that you know the first the first six to eight weeks i got really really quick my 5k pb time just kind of you know it it basically came down really quickly but then after that it's just plateaued and i'm not getting any faster and then usually the first question i'll ask them is 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 what are you doing and the response is is well i just go out there and try and run 5k as fast as I can um, and I think as I've said to you RF in the past is that's when I pull out um, a famous definition which is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again but expecting different results um, any ideas chaps who said that um, someone very wise was it me, Ali? I think it was me. <laughs> I was going to say, it's definitely not you if he said it's someone very wise. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's actually Albert Einstein. Um, the, the, the scientist, the geek in me um, usually comes out with stuff like that. But yeah, um, basically, you know, I learned the hard way as well when it came to trying to beat my 5K time. I, I made exactly the same mistake. Um, and, and this podcast is to try and give people some insight into tips as to how to break that cycle. So, so once, you, once you've kind of reached a 5K time and you're not getting any faster, how do you, what do you do differently 
to get faster. And, and hopefully Jaff is going to share some tips with us tonight. Or if you're going to share some tips, as you said, maybe you inspire you to get out of your comfort zone. Probably the both of us. I think we're both in, in a similar boat when it comes to our 5K times. Um, but that's going to be the topic for tonight. But obviously, before we, before we move on to that topic, we obviously want to welcome Jaff. Um, Jaff, thanks for being on. Um, you know, as our first guest, um, I suppose the first question we're going to ask you and fire at you is, is how did you get into running? What's your, what's your story about? Yeah, you know, look, I've always, since being um, kind of, yeah, 16, 17, 18 year old, I've always been into health and fitness, starting off going to the gym and then through uni, uh, you know, doing various sports and what have you. But, and, and, and I was a member of a gym and uh, I used to enjoy doing circuits and so on, um, but never really got the bug for running. And actually, I had a lot of friends who would regularly go out running. I lived near Richmond at the time, and they'd run Richmond Park, which was a quite, if you've ever done Richmond Park, it's quite a hard, probably about a seven-mile run all the way around on the track that, that, that goes around. And it was just it was just at a at a gym event. I think it was a barbecue one evening, and someone said, oh, "We're doing the um, I'm doing the New York Marathon." A couple of friends said, and as part of their training, they'd entered the Windsor Half Marathon. And I don't know what got into me, but I just turned around and said, yeah, "I think I could do that." And uh, the, my, my friends just kind of rolled around the floor laughing because they knew how much I hated running. So they threw the gauntlet down. They actually bet me that I couldn't do the Windsor half marathon and I just felt uh, you know a little bit insulted that, that they would think I would never be able to do it and that's really what kicked it off and that was back in 99 so that's a long time ago and that was the first proper running that I did got into a proper training plan to try and get around uh, the Windsor half marathon and and so you you said that, um you actually never contemplated or did you say did you say you you hated running is that is that did I hear that correctly I, I didn't hate running I mean if I remember back to you know when you did PE at school and there was a cross country that my worst dread was turning up to PE and the teacher said oh it's cross country day today right it would be completely random and that was like you know three laps of the school perimeter and it was hideous and horrible and I'd always be in the probably in the last out of 30 kids, I'd been the last four or five. I was always the slowest or one of the slowest. I hated running, didn't really get any pleasure. Even at uni during exam time, I used to do a bit of running, but no more than about 20, 25 minutes just to keep in shape a little bit. But I'd avoid it at all costs. It would be a last resort. Mm. So, so talk us through this, 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 this Windsor half that you did, did then. How, 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 did, how did you find the training and, and how was the actual run? It was good, actually. As I said, because my friends were, A, they're all into the health and they, they work in the health, health and fitness industry. So a lot of them were gym instructors or connected with that. I actually had quite a lot of help and support in terms of the training and the training plan and also them coming with me. So I remember the first time I ran around Richmond Park, it took me, I think, an hour and 15 minutes. You know, it was really, these guys were running it in 55, 60, you know, 55 minutes and I was a lot, lot slower. But I think for me, the barrier was once I hit, you know, over an hour of running, um, that's when I knew for, for running distance, it's just an application of time. You know, if you give yourself enough time to train for a particular distance, just by doing 10% more this week than you did last week and every six weeks, taking a bit of a week off before you, you crank it up again, then you could all, you know, you can 
very quickly get up into 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 mile runs because you're just notching it up a little bit every week. So it was slow and steady. I think I'm trying to remember, I think I did Windsor half in about two hours, eight minutes, something like that. So for a first marathon, that for, for a first half, that was uh, you know pretty good, and I was just great, really pleased that I that I that I finished it. And and then so then talk us through after Windsor Windsor half. What happens after Windsor half? So you know you you said your friends threw down the gauntlet. You were you were a little bit insulted. You did it. Did you not just feel as though well I'm done now? I've proven myself. I can hang my running shoes up. What what inspired no, you going? No, I, I think I, I came to that conclusion that you pointed out early just a second ago. In other words, you you talk about people that get into running for the first time. The five k is a bit of a milestone. And once they hit 5K, they just do more and more 5Ks and turn up week after week and just push it harder and harder. And I think before I did the Windsor Half, my view to running was it hurts every time I run. What I hadn't realized was that every time I run, I'm just running as fast as I possibly can. And, and what happens to your body is you very quickly hit that, it's called the lactate threshold, right? You very quickly get that burning in your muscles and that means you're just running too hard and you're never going to be able to maintain that. And when I did the Windsor, part of the training, uh, one of the instructors came out for a run with me and he said, just slow right down. We're going to run for an hour, but we're going to chat the whole way. And if we can't speak, if we can't talk, then you're running too hard. Because I told him, you know, I'm just getting this, you know, this pain and I just can't overcome that barrier. And as soon as I realized that I actually could slow down to speed up, it was kind of a light bulb moment for me, right? Don't have to run hard every time. You can actually go out and enjoy it. And it's actually not that painful. Arif, do you, you want to add something to that? Because you're a massive proponent of the, the conversational running. Yeah, yeah. Firstly, um, I love the way um, Jeff went from zero running to half marathon. Um, re- from someone that didn't like running or was opposed to it, jumped straight in the deep end and said, I'm going to do half marathon. Um, and that's probably a kudos to the type of person you are. It's for maybe all or nothing. Um, yeah. And the other comment that I really sort of agree with and picked up on was when, when he said, yeah, I, I was running at full pelt all the time. Um, and there's a fine line between running uh, at race pace all the time and injury. And it's a very fine line because it's like how we could premiership footballers, they're, they're at peak and they're at so much peak that they can, they can twinge any muscle at any time because they're at that border. They're at the, um, the red line on the river meter, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, I picked up on those points. Um, and just so, just so we, um, I want to know a bit more. I'm quite, quite interested about Jeff's story. Um, so since the the half marathon what what's made you keep going um was it more half marathons or did you enjoy a a distance in between or you wanted to go full marathon it was a couple of things i think first i found it a great way to keep fit um you know instead of doing a circuit class or a spinning class or just go in and do some weights it's just another way of, of keeping in shape I actually got into enjoying the running and as I said before at the beginning a lot of my friends were into running Richmond Park and now I kind of over the mental barrier of doing that I could now join them for their weekly Richmond Park runs now I didn't join them every week I think you know 
every you know every few weeks i'd do a, a richmond park run with them and i could I, I was never able to keep up with the the best of them but i was always able to finish within five or six minutes of everybody else and it became a very social thing in fact everybody ran there once a week on a sunday people would run richmond park and it was just a thing to do because the gym was just literally down the road from there so it became a a bit of a social thing um and just going forward it, it just became part of you know doing classes doing circuits doing spinning going for a run you know just that additional variety that you've got if the weather's not great i'll go do a spin class if the weather's nice i'll go out for a run you know it's just another way to keep in shape um and and you i picked up there's a specific word on that you use there you use the word enjoy um and i say to people it's just a, it's just a general fact of life when you enjoy doing something you do more of it so you have to enjoy your running otherwise you know you, you don't do it really so, so so what what made you enjoy it then what, what was the, what, what again flipped for, for you I think there's two parts of the enjoyment, right? There's the actual act itself. And I'm, I'll be honest, sometimes the act of running itself isn't that enjoyable because if you're, particularly if you're going to go out and try and hit a, a particular time or you're, race, you're in a race, then it's going to be, it's going to be hard, right? You've got those, um, you know, you've got, you're going to go through some physical pain, but the after effects are enjoyable, right? You get that endorphin high that we all know about. You, the, the feeling you get after the run is fantastic. And the long-term effects on your fitness is just great. So knowing that you're doing good is also quite enjoyable. But, you know, look, I, I, there'll be days when I'll go out for a run. I, I sit my headphones in, um, listen to a podcast or whatever, and I'm not particularly pushing it. And I just love the time for me. It's, you know difficult day at work difficult day or you know stressful day it's just a great way to unwind and and I know what you mean my brother-in-law is into you know keeping in shape and he hates running and he doesn't understand how you can enjoy running where you know so I think you've got to personally connect with that run um, somehow and, and find that enjoyment from it I think that pushing it and doing the best you can every time is going to make it unenjoyable because a you'll not enjoy the results because they're not getting better and be every run will be really hard and that's going to be painful so you know that's a quick way to stop enjoying it exactly and then we we i mean i say a lot of the guys who are maybe listening to this will know that, that there's a lot of psychology around it if you you know especially when you finish a run faster than you start it you come back you feel better you look at the time you're like i feel finish stronger you're more likely to go out again so this is all psychological right but if you're getting slower and slower in your run because you push too hard you know, you're like, oh, that was rubbish. Why am I doing this? I'm not enjoying this. I'm not going again. And then quick, before you know it, it stops. Um, and, and then the other thing I just wanted to pick up on, as you said, when you were doing your, your, your training for your half marathon is you had a, you had a support group. Um, you know, you said you were surrounded by friends who, who were into fitness, who were gym instructors. Just, just talk us how much, how much of that made a difference to you while you were training. It's a huge difference. I mean, you know, if, if everyone's into that activity and you're the only one not, in a way, it kind of opens up, yeah, that little, you know, be, being able to be uh, connected with your with your mates and doing that extra bit of activity with them. So that was really good. And when I say support, I mean, they weren't, they weren't with me on the runs with handing me drink bottles or anything, but it was kind of just encouragement, you know, and them also understanding what you're going through because they are, they're runners as well. So that made a big difference. And, and again, Arif, that, that support thing is, is one of the things that we're trying to create here with SJ running. Wouldn't you say that? 
Yeah, and speaking from my own experience, I I don't think I'd still be running today if if I didn't have support um, mechanism around me in regards to friends that also run and and sort of push you along and and, and keep you motivated to keep going. Um, otherwise, you you can you can get a bit lonely, and then when the loneliness creeps in, you then you'll be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Um, so yeah, I think support is. Is, is 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 huge it's huge and i hope um sj running um works for people um gets people motivated to run uh, and and run with with people as well no absolutely and um I, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head jeff which is and again i've said this to, to a few other people i think there's very few there's maybe only a handful of people who can just go out and run and do it over and over again without any support network because they genuinely enjoy it. But I think those, those are very few and far between those people. Like you, you need that support group. It just makes it, you know, like I bounce off RF all the time um, and, and it makes a big difference for me. Um, so so w- w- what would you say to anybody in, in our community? Because, you know, um, I know me and you have, have spoken over, over WhatsApp a little bit and, and you know, running is, is not a big thing in our community. So, so what would you say to anybody who's listening to this, who's either you know just maybe started running or is looking to get into running what what would your advice be to them um get a good pair of shoes number one you don't want to you know you don't want to stop before uh, uh you've even started so make sure you don't get injured don't start too quickly um pace yourself i think i've never looked at the detail of couch to 5k but i think from all the feedback i've seen online it seems to be a really good thought through program so follow a program like couch to 5k because there is definitely a science in it and just enjoy enjoy competing with yourself right because it's a that's another great thing about running is that you, you know even now i'm probably you know if i if i look at the kind of half a dozen friends that are into running i'm probably the slowest out of the lot but actually that doesn't matter because what i love about running is that i can compete with myself i know what my pb is i know what my longest distances will i ever do that ever again will i beat my pb again will i beat last week's run again if if that's what i'm setting out to do so enjoy the community that you set up definitely be a part of a community join a local running club because you will learn from other people but in the end learn learn to compete with yourself and learn to have that me time whether it's you know you want to think about that whatever it is that you need to think about the work that you want to work through use the running time to to time for yourself it's a great way to unwind and relax but you've just got to find that right don't just look at it as a bit of difficult physical activity Uh, you've got to find that extra element within the run definitely and i suppose you know what's what what does what does the the what does the future hold for you in terms of your running what have you got planned this year next year what, what's the kind of a, a long-term goal for you now um i've been toying with the idea of doing another marathon i've done one and i'd like to do another one um I've, in fact i spoke to my cousin who's a runner but he's 20 years younger than me so it's a little bit more challenging for me to keep up with him and we've agreed that we're going to do a marathon not this year but next year so that would be really good uh so it's a year and a half where i got plenty of time to train um would like to beat my old time i'm not sure if i'll ever do that but um b- between now and then it's just I'd, I'd love to 
get a sub 25 5k which i haven't done probably for about three or four years now and i keep saying i'm going to train for that but haven't really managed that i mean i'm no that the one thing i will say is that you've got to adjust your training as you get older right so i guess the most of the people listening to this are going to be you know in their 20s maybe 30s and you know that's a great age to be running as you get older it does become harder your your times become a bit slower you have to allow more time for recovery for me it's just you said what's my target just to keep running keep in shape um long-term goal another marathon if i get to do one a couple of halves along the way that's um brilliant brilliant i don't know about you Arif, but that's uh, that was a really fantastic story to listen to um thank you for sharing that Shane. thank you for sharing that with us jeff that's really um, You're welcome. powerful and motivating thank and you, and 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 the reason why we want to continue to bring guests in so so people can hear other people's stories because you know as you you pointed out it's such an individual thing you know what works for you doesn't work for other people and and just hearing lots of different stories kind of can can pull people into it right so we will move on to the topic of tonight which is um about how to improve your 5k time so we've got three tips for people here um and i suppose we'll just take each of them one by one um Arif, do you want to take the first one sorry three tips yep so my, the first tip is basically set a goal um it's not my 5k is x and next time I go out and do my 5K, I'm going to hit Y. Uh, it's not as simple as that. So there's a massive in-between before you get to your, your Y time. Uh, so we ha you have to break it down and have miniature goals. Uh, if that's um, achieving like going down by 10 seconds a week, that's great. Um, it's probably the better way to do it because you, you, you're getting stronger, you're getting faster, bit by bit it's the same way when we do the opposite and we want to run a longer distance what we increase it by 10 percent every week and we and we build those miles um i, I then again in try to get faster get faster in increments don't do it all at once it's very very surprising that you go out and smash your time and and, and the following week and you beat it by a minute minute and a half that's probably because you're not really testing yourself enough but really if you're running at threshold increments of, of 10 10 seconds reducing your time that way is the right way and then you can work out in time if you're giving yourself three months or six months where you get what time you're going to achieve by doing that at, at on that on that date okay jeff what would you say if you were, if, if anyone was listening to this and they said you know how do i improve my 5k time give them one tip what would you suggest um I think I'd uh, mirror what you just said, Arif. I think, um, you know, give yourself enough time. Don't try every week and, you know, try and go out and beat the time. One, yeah, give yourself time. I think if there's one tip is give yourself enough time within that time period, so not to rush it, then there's all the, 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 the tricks that you're going to talk about early, which is, you know, do some intervals, do some speed work, do some hills do some resistance training in the gym because it's the same set of muscles that you use for lifting some weight that you do for running. Right. So don't ignore everything else. 
and and that resistance training is actually just um we'll just touch on that a little bit because as, as you know we're, we're working with a group of individuals um in collaboration with who is Hussein to take them to the london landmarks half marathon and one of the things that we've just literally started to talk to the guys about is is don't ignore all the other strength work that work around your cores your hips your glute is so so important because it just it just ensures you run properly and if you have strong muscles, you just run stronger and more efficiently, right? But there is this kind of reluctance, like, oh, I just need to run. I don't need to do anything else. But you're, you're absolutely spot on. You need to do your, your core and your strength work. It goes hand in hand, actually, with, with running. Um, right. So, so we are, if we're going to talk about three different techniques to improve your 5K time, um, things that maybe people haven't heard about, um, they are intervals. They are hill repeats um, and some distance work. And we're going to take each of those techniques and we're going to just introduce a little bit and explain to people why um, it helps you improve your 5K time. So Arif, if I can ask you to kick off intervals, tell me, what, what, is, what is interval training? Um, why is it good for my running and how do I do it? Okay, so interval training. Um, so basically... Ali, you go down to the track. Uh, you like to go round. You like to do a 5K on the track. It's nice and flat. Um, so you're probably going to get your, the fastest time there. But when we're training to get faster, uh, it's not about just going to the track and running the full 5K at that faster pace. So we need to break it down a bit. We need to do it in bite-sized chunks. So um, we could break it down into we do an interval of one kilometer around that track, um, pushing ourselves, really huffing and puffing. And then that, that one kilometer stops and we may then walk for, for one to three minutes. And we may do that three times or four times or maybe five times. But it's about really pushing yourself for a shorter period of time and then having an active recovery, letting that heart rate settle down and then being able to push again. Then you, we, we were able to find by doing that, that running one kilometer at that pace, we're, we're able to go to one and a half kilometers. We're able to go to two kilometers at the pace. And again, it's all about building that speed over time and over a distance gently. Yeah, because running at pace does do a lot to your body. Yeah. If you're really, really running hard at 5K, you sh at the end of it, it should be almost that you need to sit down. Um, if you're not, then you're not. There's there's a lot more gas left in the tank. But that's intervals in a nutshell. Um, Jeff, have you done interval training? Yeah, so I probably, you know, when I get bored of my regular running every few weeks, I'll try and do some intervals just to try and help um, as Arif was saying, just try and bring my 5K time down. And I'll do a variety of stuff. So sometimes I'll, I'll do, you know, if I'm, if I'm on the road and I'm doing intervals, I'll probably find, you know, I'll do a couple of minutes at 80, 90% and then drop it down. So, you know, two or three minutes at 80 or 90% and then drop it down to a walk or a jog. And then another two or three minutes, 80, 90%. And I might do six sets of that. If I'm on the treadmill, it's a lot easier to measure I might do 800 meters at just above the 5K target pace. So I'm going faster than I would for a 5K, 
but I'm only doing it for 800 meters or a kilometer. And then I know I've got two or three minutes walk or rest at the end of that. Um, sometimes I might do hills as intervals, right? So you, we, you know, we, we can we could in, incorporate either speed or we can make it challenging some other way. We can make it, you know, on an incline. So might do I don't know 400 meter on a hill, and then walk, and then 400 meter on a hill, and then get, again I've got a couple of routes near to me which I can incorporate some hill intervals if I want. And and that's the key. The thing about interval training is is you pick a defined distance or time and you do it as you said over a set or a, or a repeat really so um the, the ones that i've done the, the, the most obvious ones are as you pointed out i go to the track the most obvious one is is you can just do one lap really rapid or you could do one kilometer and then you said active recovery and then you go again and you can do that you know five or six times um the other one i've seen that's really popular is called pyramid intervals so you do one kilometer and then you recover, then you do two kilometers, you recover, then you do three kilometers at full pace, then you do four and you recover, then you bring it back down three, two, one again. Um, and, and, and the thing about interval training, it's just great to, it, it really helps boost your cardiovascular function really. It improves that blood flow um, in terms of getting blood um, and oxygen out to your muscles when it's really, really needed. Um, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, a, a good workout, which I found really uh, quite good fun was doing, a, if you, especially if you do out and back, in other words, you're going to go out at halfway point, turn around and come back, um, is you can do, you know, let's say you're doing a 5K, you do 2.5K, but on the way out, you completely relax and you jog, right? So you know that you're, you're going to be very comfortable when you get to that halfway point. You turn around at that halfway point and then you run your 5K pace all the way back or maybe, you know, towards the end, slightly above your, your target 5K pace. So you're, it's, a, 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 it's called a negative split, right? So your return is quicker than your way out. Now, if you don't, can't do the whole 2.5K quick on the way back, go, go out halfway, turn around, come back, keep jogging until you know you've got roughly about a kilometre or a kilometre and a half. And every week you can just do, and, and only do intervals really once a week. You shouldn't do it more than once a week. And every week, just make the second half, the harder interval, just that bit longer. I mean, that's quite a good way of testing yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. And the other the final thing, just before we wrap up intervals, I would say is, 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 and it's just a preference of mine, but obviously everyone is very different, is I prefer to do intervals on a track, somewhere where it's flat, just a, purely just for safety reasons. I'd hate doing intervals on, on a road just because you know, pavements, things sticking out, people walking, you know, and you're going at full speed, at least on a track. And it's also, it's just it's much more easier to judge, right? Your distance as well. So I'd always say, if you're going to do intervals, if you f either find a stretch of road that you know very well, generally that's straight as well, that really helps. I would, I would not do intervals around bendy roads and stuff. I'd try and keep it as, as flat and straight as possible, just because you're going to be going at full speed for intervals. Um, okay, guys. So, so that, that, that's interval. Um, Arif, the next one, um, and Jeff touched on it, is, is hill repeats. And I'm not going to lie, you know, a, a few people have said to me very openly, you know, I don't take that route because there's a hill up there. I really hate it. Tell us, tell us, what, why, why is hill work so important um, to help you improve your 5K time? Well, I'll, I'll start off by saying I'm, I'm one of the people that likes to avoid a hill. Yeah. Um, I will only I will only start reintroducing myself to hills when I think well definitely when I when I marathon train or I I have an event coming up and I just and I want to 
complete it to the best of my ability, then I'll reintroduce hill training. Um, for me, it's what I do is I find local hill, very, very local to home. It's a mile to get there. So I'm, I'm getting warmed up and I will work really, really hard up that hill. Really, really hard. Coming down the hill will be a gentle jog, a, a bit of a walk just to recover. So I'm, I'm getting a bit of my speed working, um, but at the same time, I'm becoming super, super strong. Um, and that's what heels do to you. Um, those, those quads um, really start burning when you start hitting the peak of that hill. And it's at that stage where you know that's where you need to work your hardest. Um, some people do it a bit differently. Um, they split the hill up. So they, you can either do it in three sort of styles. So you jog for the first bit, get a bit faster when the incline starts. And when you're approaching the peak, that's when you put the burst on. So you don't have to run at full pelt for as long as possible. But in, in general, it's about just incorporating hills into your run. If, if you think running up and down in a hill is, is too boring and it's too robotic, then have a day where it's a bit more hillier than, than your normal route and just work the hill harder, knowing that after, after every hill, there's always a downhill. You always have active time to recover down that hill and you can let the gravity take you down, if you know what I mean. Um, and that, that's for me, that's, that's hills. And I, I try to do it hills and my speed work in one. So I, I combine, the, combine the two because you won't ever really catch me on a track, Ali. <laughs> you're, you're, you're there, but not me. I can't run in circles. I'm only there because it's just down the road. That's the problem. I'm pretty sure if it wasn't down the road, I wouldn't be there. But anyway, Jaff, you must have done, obviously, if you've done marathon, you must have done hill work. Yeah, I, for my marathon, I followed a program. It was called Four Months to a Four-Hour Marathon. And it was um, yeah, quite a well-structured program. And every week, there would be one form of interval training. So I think for six weeks, we did... 400 meter intervals around a track and then for six weeks we did some fartlek running and then another six weeks was hill running and just lucky that we were in this where i was at the gym in richmond right opposite the gym there's a there's a road called nightingale lane in richmond and it's a really steep hill it's probably only about two or three hundred meters but it's very steep and i remember doing hill repeats on that and that's uh that was hard but now i prefer slightly less steep but slightly longer because I think they, it, for example, I, I remember doing the Birmingham 10K a couple of years ago, and it really caught me out that there were only two or three hilly bits, but they were quite long and slow. Um, and, I, and I find actually train for the train for real life. In other words, you're not going to, in a, in the typical run that you went to, you're not going to face many short, sharp hills. You're probably going to have longer, less, you know, or more shallow hills. So. I prefer to do a hill that's maybe a minute or two and then turn around and walk back down and then, you know, and you don't have to be flat out. So now I, if you said you combine both, but I, I try to leave my speed intervals and my hills completely separately. I find it's too difficult to do both together. It's, it's bad enough just being a hill, but try and find lot, slightly longer hills, maybe take you a minute or two minutes to get up a minute to jog back down, have a bit of a rest, then hit it again. Yeah, no, that's um, that's that's quite interesting that you both have kind of different styles in terms of splitting your your speed work and your and your and your hill work. Um, just just on on hill training, the 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 thing that I would probably add myself is that 
if you've never done hill work and you want to do hill work, I would suggest you you go with somebody who knows what it's about because I think if you start doing hill work without any experience or at least reading around the topic, you can do a lot of damage to yourself actually um, in terms of how you go up a hill, how you come down a hill, the rest time, the recovery time. Um, if Again, if you're going to start doing hill work, take a, take a, a really short one. Um, you know, don't, um, you know, I know you said the, the, the long hills, Jeffs are, are, are really good. Um, but again, if you're starting out, I'd probably suggest something um, a, a little bit, a little bit shorter. Um, and, and, and basically, as, as Arif, as you said, hill work is just, it's good for those quads. It's, it's almost like it's that resistance work that you don't usually get when you, when you do your run, when you're on a flat, obviously on the track, you know, your, your, your glutes get literally no workout, but on a, on a hill work, they get, they get really, really stronger actually. And that's the bit that helps. And the other thing that it helps with is also, is it helps with them. Um, your, your body becomes better at clearing the lactic acid. So, you know, that, that stitch that you get that, that causes burning, the more hill work you do, the better the clearance mechanisms are in the body of being able to just flush that lactic acid out from those muscles. Um, and, and, and again, you know, just over time, it, it just makes you a much more better runner. Go ahead, Arif. I also find, um, and maybe you guys will agree, that running up a hill improves your form um, over time. Um, because you, when you're going up the hill, you have to open yourself up. You have to be chest out. It improves your stride um, because you, you, you're, you're basically conquering the hill. So it, it, it improves yourself as a runner tenfold. Um, hence why I do two in one, um, because... I, I want to try and get faster whilst I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the point I wanted to make there in regards to your running form. Um, you can't really slouch into a hill. You have to really open your body up. The stride gets bigger. Um, it's, it's great. It, it, it's great. And if you do it with a friend or something like that, it will take your mind off the hill. Um, and another sort of trick is to do it by lamppost, depending on where you live. So you can gradually get yourself up the hill. So you can go two, three, four lampposts, break for two and carry on going. As Jeff said, he likes to do a longer hill. Um, and longer hills are hard. No matter what pace you're doing, it is hard. So sometimes you have to break it up. I still, I've only conquered uh, Broccoli Hill. And I think a lot of you will know Broccoli Hill once. It still gets me every time. Um, and there's a, there's a speed sign on it. Yeah. And that sign is where it's in my mind that I have to stop here now. I've reached the sign stop. But I think maybe if I was with one of you two, you, I think I would be pushed on to keep going, keep going. And I'd, I'd conquer the hill. I don't think that's the speed you're meant to go at. Are <laughs> that's like the maximum. I, I wish I could get to that speed. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, the other thing about hills and intervals, in a way, for those people that haven't tried, but do go out and do the 5Ks at max speed every time and find it painful, in a way, the hills and intervals are actually easier to do. Psychologically, for me, I find if I, if I had a 5K hard tempo run or a 5K or, you know, 40-minute interval run, I'd prefer the intervals because whilst every interval is hard, I, I, I trick myself into pushing that because I know that at the end of the interval, I've got at least a minute or two minutes of, of, of breathing space. Right. And so all I think to myself is just focus on that next hill or that next interval, forget about the other six or seven you've got to do after, 
just focus on that one and then you've got a rest and then you just focus on the next one and then you've got a rest so you look forward to the rest mm. yeah it really breaks it up yeah yeah it does and especially when you're on 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 the track trying to do a 5k if you're doing interval stuff it just breaks it up because you know arif as you said 5k on the track to is it 12 and a half laps I, you know i'd admit it's boring it is really really boring so but it's hard it is hard it's mentally hard yeah it's mentally mentally hard um yeah okay um yeah hills yeah broccoli i suppose what what else is in our area there's, there's that sudbury you know where that clementine churchill is as you go up there that's a big one dennis lane is i've done dennis lane that's a that's another one as well pinner park as you go up pinner park you know those are some those are really kind of steep ones to to do um but yeah if, if you're going to try out hill work and you're trying it for the first time i definitely would pair up with somebody just to to make sure you do it properly to do it safely um and and you don't do any any kind of serious long-term damage to, to yourself um so so that's so that's hills and then the final one um slightly paradoxically is is distance so when people have asked me and said i want to improve my 5k time i start saying to them you know, you got to run a bit further. You got to do seven, eight, nine k. They're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do. I'm not into this ten k half marathon business. And you're having like this constant battle with them, and 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 they they get mixed up between speed and endurance, and they think it's either speed work or it's endurance. But actually, to me, it's 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 a, it's 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 a bit of both actually. So, Arif, tell us why, if you want to improve your five k time, you need to do more than five k. Um, I've said to a few people. Um who have said to me, oh, I'm not interested in distance running. I, I like my short, sharp 5Ks and I, I, love, I love trying to beat my own time. Uh, so I said, so when you go out and run, how much do you run? And the answer comes back as 5K. So I said, make your standard run 7K. And they're like, oh, right, why, why, why? And I was like, because firstly, your body's used to then running 7K. Yeah. And then when you go and do your 5K, it's going to seem shorter. And you'll have more in the tank to let out because it's a shorter run for you. So it starts making sense. So when you go and run a longer distance, you have to be slower. Yeah. Um, my theory is, and it's not just my theory, there's a lot of um, uh, other sort of running professionals, we'd say, that, that, that promote this type of running. And it's to run a long distance at the lowest possible heart rate. Um, keeping your heart rate down, meaning that you're you're not now feeling that pressure. So if you're running eight, 10 miles and you're having a conversation with someone, that means your heart rate is low. So now you're building the endurance, you're getting strong. Yeah. Now to run that distance and slightly elevate your heart rate. Yeah. You, you sorry, I'll just backtrack a bit. If you keep running that distance and keeping your heart rate low, you will naturally get faster. Because as you're getting stronger, your you, you st your tempo starts picking up naturally. You won't even you won't even know until you look at your actual time at the end and think, "Oh, I ran that faster today." But your heart rate will be there or thereabouts. Now, when you actually put a little bit more effort in, the reward is is tenfold, and that's the way I tend tend to train. Not just because I'm a little bit lazy and I don't like coming out of my comfort zone, but I also have I live with a couple of permanent injuries where I don't. I can't put too much pressure on um, on my foot and stuff. So I tend to train through my heart rate, keeping it low and, and keeping through getting the distance done and getting stronger that way. And then 
occasionally when I do run fast, you don't catch me often running fast, Ellie, because I'm usually way behind you. Um, I then I'd put a bit more effort in, but it's not as bad as it seems because you've built that base. You've got stronger without knowing you've got stronger. Um, and for me, that really works. It really, really works. It's that point that you made. It's about having that um, the extra in the tank, right? And then you, if you if you do as you do if you do if you do seven k, your five k. I don't say it becomes easier, but you can just push that much more. It's almost like an elastic band. If you go to five k and you stay there, you've got no more stretch, right? But if you go to seven k and you've got to do a five k, you've got a much more stretch, right? Wouldn't you agree with that, Jeff? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And um, you know, if you read around the subject on the on the web, you'll know you, you'll see that people talk about you know, pushing that, uh, that, you know, longer, slower run, you, you, you create many, um, what they're called adaptations, right? And your, your physical adaptations in your muscles and your cardiovascular system, you start to use different energy systems. You start to improve those aerobic energy systems. Whereas at the moment, all you're doing is pushing against your anaerobic threshold all the time. And that's what's hurting doing those longer slower runs is scientifically proven to get you better results when you then step that distance down and as you said Arif it, it's going to seem a hell of a lot easier when you do your 5k because you've been used to running seven eight nine k's um at a, at a slower pace and it doesn't have to hurt and it doesn't have to be every run either right it can be just your one long run a week yeah no absolutely absolutely so yeah so 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 guys if, if you're listening to this and and you're you know you're 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 into your 5k that's not a problem no one's saying that you can't do your 5k but if you want to step up and you want to get better at your 5k time you just gotta just consider increasing that distance so you've just got a bit more capacity so when you come to doing that 5k that it's it's basically you know you've you can you can go full pelt and, and you're not gonna you know you're gonna max out completely um so yeah, guys, those those were the main tips really. Interval trainings, heel repeats, and just considering increasing your distance. And and as I think both of you said early on, you know, you've got to give yourself time. I think if if you know there's lots of programs out there, you can always Google them, but I'd say six to eight weeks of that kind of structured program with intervals, distance, and heel repeats, you know, over a six to eight week period, and then after eight weeks, you then try and run a 5k. I'll be very surprised if you don't notice any difference, you know, that's, that's my view. I don't know about you, Arif. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but in time you, you, you get there. And that's the other thing. And I don't know, Jeff, if you want to say anything about that, but it's not going to happen overnight. People come to us and they'd be like, I've done four runs. I'm not getting faster. And I'm thinking, God, you can't give yourself two, three months. You know, your body undergoes massive changes. It doesn't happen overnight. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game of patience. Well, I think you said it at the beginning, Ali. You said people start 5K and they notice, if they, if, particularly if you're reasonably young and quite strong anyway, uh, and genetics is in your favour at that point in time. Whereas if you start running and you you quickly improve for the first four or five, six weeks, and then you hit a plateau. It's like people trying to lose weight. They'll lose a lot of weight quickly, and then they hit a plateau, and then they get disheartened. Whereas if you structure it over a longer period or you want to get over that plateau, you've then got to give it time. You've got to apply a little bit of technique and science behind it, which says, you know, give yourself more time. Don't do more than one interval session a week. Certainly don't do an interval and a hill session every week because – Again, if you're if you're reasonably young and you're fit, you, you might your body might cope with that. 
but it's a great way to get pick up an injury, right? So give yourself time, do, you know, four weeks of intervals, one run a week. If you're doing three runs a week, make one of them an interval, one of them a long run. Then, you know, do four, six weeks of that, then do four, six weeks of, you know, one run, which is a hill, keep the long run in there, keep your kind of daily five, you know, 5K run in there. So just take, give yourself the eight weeks that you talked about, Arif, you know. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, guys, I think we're we're almost out of time. Um, I just wanted to say um, a, a big thank you, Jeff, for for joining us and and for being our first ever guest um, on on this podcast. I have to say, it's just been um, really fascinating listening to somebody that's not Arif. I'm not going to lie, very <laughs> brutal and honest. It's thank been you. really it's been really great listening to your story. Ah, oh, thank you. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for asking me, and uh, I look forward to more podcasts from you guys. And also, uh, I just got to say, actually, I should have said it right at the beginning, but thank you for both of you for setting up the group, for keeping people motivated. Uh, I find, you know, the the kind of the community of it all, the the tracking everybody on Strava, I find it really useful on those days when you don't want to go out for a run and you see everybody else has been out and you can see their times on Strava, that is a massive motivator. So thank you for, for the, the effort that you guys have put in. No, no, no. Thank you. All right. If I let you have the final word today. Uh, my final words are that when we all free one day, go out for 5k, I dare you all to catch me. I'll, I'll be the fastest no on a serious note i i will be um behind both of you because you lot are, are great great fast runners um but on behalf of ali myself and the listeners jeff um yeah i really enjoyed listening to your story you know that i, that, I really really enjoyed it and uh hopefully we'll we'll have the opportunity to have a, a social run together one day thank you it's a pleasure yeah i look forward to the run Brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. Um, and we'll be back uh, with the next podcast soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to this one. Take care um, and hope to see you guys soon. Thanks, guys.